Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome. It is Thursday, June 2nd. Hope you're doing well today. As, uh, you know, yesterday was not uh, not the greatest day uh, on Wall Street, but it definitely wasn't the worst either. As we continue to figure out the Fed economic data, uh, we'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few minutes. Hey, before we go there, though, let's just remember that there's a lot of things out in this world that you and I and nobody else can really control. But there's a few things, especially when it comes to your retirement, that you do have control over. And one is, how much risk do you have in your current portfolio? If you don't know what that number is, that can be a problem. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. We'll spend 30 minutes with you answering questions, making sure you're on the right track for the retirement you always dreamed of. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. 105.7 Highlands, Light FM, Madonna's there. Good morning. It's 841 now, 19 before 9. Time to check in and see what's happening with your money. Philip Stadler and I have been on the phone before going on the air trying to figure out why things are still looking green this morning as our macro reports that came out of the government ain't as pretty as we'd hoped they were going to be. Philip's on the line right now from Stadler Financial Services. Philip, how are you this morning? You're doing well today, Dave. It's um, Man, it's hard to believe we're in June. I had a hard time writing six yesterday as we were writing the dates on things. And it's just uh, this, this year's just flying by faster than uh, I anticipated. Absolutely. You, we, you and I were kicking things around uh, before we uh, went on the air, and I'd found a, a quote and a, a column from a Bank of America global investment strategy hunch in one of my newsletters. He was kind of almost, I, I, you and I were both kind of shaking our heads at this. He was calling the end of the bull market, and this is the time to invest. His meter gauge is well into the buy range because the market has been bearish and it's time to start buying. Uh, you and I were kind of saying, boy, oh, boy, this is kind of early to call the end of this puppy so far. Wouldn't you agree? I definitely would, you know, because, I mean, yesterday I read several articles about, you, you know, bear market rallies. So, you know, it's not unusual uh, to see a bear market rally up uh, just to fall further. So, um, so yeah, there's not enough uh, data yet to uh, to push me in that direction. Absolutely. I don't know of a single investment advisor that seriously thinks they can time the market properly unless they're writing a column trying to sell a newsletter or something. But yeah, if I was in my late 30s, early 40s, had some money to spend, it's not a bad time to buy. You may miss the dip. I mean, it could go down further, but at the very least, you're buying at a bargain basement rate, especially with some of the tech stocks that have been beat up so much. As to anybody within 10 or 12 years of being into retirement age, uh, this still seems like kind of an iffy proposition with all the headwinds we've gotten, and it's starting to look like we actually have some uh, some blemishes on the employment market as well, doesn't it? Yeah, we are. We're starting to see some some indications of some layoffs, and 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 we can you know when we look at the ADP report, especially you know there were some gains there, but but it's in the big business. Small businesses are actually uh, reducing their Absolutely. employment footprint because of the cost. 
Absolutely. Look at looking at the picture. We're referring to two things. The Challenger job cut report came out about seven thirty this morning, and it uh, showed that the uh, techs, the tech companies, and the financial tech industry, just as two sectors, cut more jobs in the last month that in the prior year combined, which is obviously not good news. They're just two sectors, but it still comes out. But then you hit the ADP private employment number, because we're starting to focus on employment for the last two to three days of the week, and ADP comes out with 128,000 jobs added in the last month of May, and the expectation after a mediocre 247,000 last month, they expected it to go up to 300. In other words, we missed expectations by better than 50 percent. That's uh, that, that's kind of an embl- a blemish on an otherwise over hot employment picture, isn't it? Yeah, it, re- it really is, Dave. You know, we continue to, you know, employment is so important, right? And so, you know, when we start looking at the cost and then the the labor market, it's um, it's just a little bit of uh, of an issue going forward. And, and and my my hope is that we'll continue to see employment rise and that we don't see it start to diminish as fast as we did back like in 08. No, don't even say that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is, yeah, you, you do have to legitimately on a balanced basis call it kind of a checkered employment picture today because the other reports out of the government really showed a little bit better than expected number. Our non-farm productivity was expected to go down 7.5% did go down, but only 7.3%. Initial jobless claims still abnormally low, only 200,000, and the number of continuing claims actually declined by 300,000, or about 30,000, rather. So we've got at least, you got to call it a checkered picture. There's no indication that the bottom's about to fall out of employment, but it does kind of look like the, uh, the, the, the pressure of uh, supply of jobs against a limited supply of employees is uh, starting to get, uh, let's say, a little bit tighter, doesn't it? It, it is, Dave. It continues to be an issue. You know, we, um, I'm looking at yesterday's numbers that came out at 10 o'clock after you mm-hmm. and I got off. And, uh, and the job openings are 11.4 million. I'm still thinking they're 10 million. They've gone up to 11.4 million. We had 4.4 million people quit their jobs. And, uh, and here's a number that uh, is a little concerning to me. Construction mm-hmm. spending didn't go up as much as they thought it should. Ouch. We were expecting that to maybe be a positive market mover. And it did go up, but they were expecting to go up a half a percent. It only went up two tenths of a percent, which was less than what it was in March. So, yeah, slowing definitely. And and that especially given the time frame going up from March into April and May, this is the time the construction spending in the northern climates. Now that the weather's clearing up a little bit, you'd expect it to grow considerably more rapidly. This would be a time that I'd actually expect them to beat the street, wouldn't you? I, I would too. You're right because you know the the snow areas they they're free now. They've hit spring and now they can start spending and start construction. They don't have to worry about snow and ice. Understood. Looking at other things, at least as far as the employment picture from the employee standpoint, the one other data point that I got this morning was unit labor costs. They were expecting unit labor costs for the first quarter to go up by 11.6%. They actually went up by 12.6%, which means wages going up a little faster than expected. 
not necessarily, as I say, it's a checkerboard picture as far as the labor and uh, employment leg on the stool. And uh, it's kind of looming large because as long as we can keep everybody employed, we can stave off the risk of a recession coming from all the other headwind factors that we're getting in the economy. So you and I are both looking at this and going, I don't really like multicolored pictures when we're kind of depending on this to hold us up. Well, that's true. And the labor has been an issue, right? We continue to watch it. It's been good so far. It's, it's what's been keeping our heads above water uh, when it comes to the recessionary front. And, and the hope is it will continue. I mean, the numbers we see today are, are really good numbers. Um, nothing that we can really, you know, obviously costs are going up, but, but so is inflation. So those things are driving inflation. And, and the only way I see those reversing themselves, labor costs really reversing themselves, Dave, is, is if we start laying people off. Right. And then and then jobs become more scarce. People are willing to take less salary to go to work. That's not what we want to see either. But but there's got to be this kind of in between that we need to hit. Absolutely. Market forces are never pleasant when you're on the short end of the uh, of the economic swing. Uh, it, it was not a bad day yesterday on Wall Street. Let me check the closes. Yeah, we were down only 176 points on the Dow, which, you know, half a percent in today's world doesn't sound that terribly bad. Uh, S&P was down by 30, NASDAQ down by 86 after a halfway decent day the day before. Uh, not that bad. Uh, we got any reports that are going to drive the market this morning on earnings season? I didn't get a chance to ask you that before we went on the air. We do. We got uh, quite a few reports. Um, we have some a couple retailers that reported designer brands, the footwear, accessory retailer, better than expected profit and revenue for the last quarter. They even came out and raised their full year profit outlook. Um, they did uh, cut their comparable same store sales growth a little bit. Uh, but but other than that, uh, not not bad for them. They're actually up five percent this morning, uh, moving in, in definitely the right direction. Um Lands End reported. Now, Lands End, a little different story. Uh, they reported a loss of seven cents a share, which was four cents more than they were expected to lose. Uh, revenue fell short of expectations as well. Um, they're talking about uh, they actually kind of decreased their um, earnings per share forecast for this year. So not good for them. They're, they're trading down today 4.4%. Ouch! That was kind of two out of three macros south. That doesn't that doesn't bode well for your prices. No, that doesn't. The other, I got two more retailers before I move on. But we had Chewy. Uh, that's one of your favorite retailers, right? Yep. Well, it's my cat's favorite. I know that. <laughs> they uh, they came in at uh, a profit of fourteen cents a share, which doesn't sound like much, but they were expected to lose fourteen cents a share. So a nice little swing there uh, for Chewy. They, uh, they have better than expected uh, revenue as well. They've, uh, you know, looking at where they're at, their stock was moving up substantially. It still is moving up substantially, up 16.4% this morning. Not bad. Got no, not time bad for, at all. I got in time for a couple more. You said you had two retailers. Yep. So the other retailer I have is PVH, which is Calvin Klein, Tommy Hilfiger, those guys. Um, they, uh, they have better than expected sales and profits. Um, they've been able to, um, 
take some of that negatively impacted supply chain and, and disruptions and actually been able to, to help themselves and put themselves in a better position. Uh, they're trading up 5.3% this morning. And then That's if we kind of... Common thread as far as the luxury clothing lines, they seem to be doing well when the mainline businesses aren't. That, well, that, that's true. It does seem to be that way over what we're looking at anyway. Hormel, kind of a staple, right? With Spam and Dittimore and Geno Foods. They yeah. uh, they beat the top line uh, estimates for the quarter. And so they've been able to um, mitigate, which is, this is kind of interesting. They've been able to mitigate somehow the inflation and supply chain issues. Whatever they're doing has been effective for them. So uh that, that's been good. They're trading up about a half a percent this morning. The last one I have for you today. Yesterday we had HP, Hewlett Packard, the printer computer guys. Today we have Hewlett Packard Enterprises, which is the cloud computing, the enterprise guys. Uh, they missed by a penny a share, came in at 44 cents. Uh, revenue was a little short of expectations as well. Uh, profit margins, they say, are holding up, though. So, so that's good. But uh, but still trading down today, 4.3%. I was going to say, that's, uh, they're not being very charitable to them because I was looking at them toward the top of my big loser list. Resetting the table, it was a minor down day on Wall Street yesterday, which kind of gets us into us up one day down the other rhythm. 45 minutes before the opening, what are we doing today? Dave, right now we're still seems to be holding our own uh, and, and moving up just a, a tinge. Uh, we've got the S&P 500 up about four-tenths of a percent, the Dow 30 up four-tenths, and we've got the NASDAQ 100 up a half a percent. So, so everything's moving up in the green there. Silver is taking a big jump this morning, up 1.2%, back up over 22 finally to $22.18 an ounce. And gold is up almost six-tenths of a percent, trying to get to 1900 but it's, right now it's 1860 an ounce. Crude oil is heading down. Uh, yesterday, I think I saw a high of like $116 a barrel. Right now, it's down to $114.50 a barrel, down about six-tenths of a percent, Dave. Gosh, thank heavens for small favors, huh? Over <laughs> overseas markets, the Asian rim for the most part was down. China must have put a buy order in from the government. They were the only index that was up. European markets kind of mixed, most of them slightly to the positive side halfway through their day. Philip, getting straight in terms of getting my retirement together, the strategy differs depending upon your age. Sometimes that takes a neutral pair of eyes to give me the right guidance. How do I find you to get those eyes? And then give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule the core retirement design phone consultation. We'll spend 30 minutes walking through, answering questions they have, making sure they're on the right track for the retirement they always dreamed of. And then check out our, our radio show this weekend, uh, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. All righty, and back again here tomorrow morning on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. I hope it's a great day for you. All right, man, you too. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that your week's going well. Uh, hey, one day left, just uh, today and tomorrow and, and, and head into the weekend. So, hey, until tomorrow, have a great day. Thanks. Bye.